Number one, cinnamon twist. Oh, that's a dude. Wow. It's on my list, but that's a reach. I think that's wow. a reach for your number one pick in the no. draft. No matter what, no matter that's what. That's your banana. That's your banana. You're always. No, here's, no <laughs> listen. Here's why. Everybody loves it. Even people who don't like Taco Bell love it. And when you're like. another episode of that range lever show sometimes about golf not always that's very key um got a fun one today mm-hmm. and call to action go down below mm-hmm. subscribe hit the bell so you get notifications for all the wonderful videos you don't want to miss from us all right just say hey 66 subscribers away william oh, 66 from the big 1k we had uh we're doing that thing where we hit that pocket again, you know, like well, we the had speed pockets. Yeah. Yeah. The 10,000 views last month, it's like 700 hours. So there are some freeloaders out there and I just, you know, just hit the subscribe button and, just, and get it over with. Subscribe to the goddamn channel, please. Thank yeah. you. Um, Come on. Yeah. It's uh, I, I was thinking about this the other day. So we have a uh, not to deviate too much. We have a lot on the agenda for this show, but um, there's a, charity golf outing put together from a friend of my wife's through church my, and wife. Gro- my wife through church and growing up and you know big church guy over here obviously um and it's so it's this golf outing of course they're looking for donations or whatever and it, hey do you have anything you can donate bill <laughs> and i said well I, like slightly used golf equipment is a nice thing like to give your neighbor but when you're going and buying raffle tickets for expensive money at a charity thing you're not like oh boy a used three wood with a (laughs) 180 gram extra 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 stiff shaft in it perfect right Right. so um i was thinking like well who could i hit up do i want to cash those tokens now um but then that made me think oh i gotta i don't know if i want to cash those tokens i gotta start hitting people up for the thousand the yeah. thousand subscriber giveaway. Don't forget, we're gonna right. go. We're gonna give stuff away for that. We're gonna give stuff away. Let me tell you. People just don't know it yet, maybe, but <laughs> I can promise you, we will give some good stuff away in that thousand subscriber giveaway. So go down below. Tell your friends. Do all that. That's if you're oh, yeah. watching on YouTube. I forgot. This is a podcast too. If you're listening to the podcast, just go subscribe to the YouTube page. Be a good friend. (laughs) Help us out and tell your friends to do that too. Everybody's doing it these days. If you have a smartphone, just do it. Okay. It's enough of that. I think. Am I missing anything? No, I think that's good. It's kind of funny this week. You know, it's been a busy week. I mean, we had a U.S. Open. I mean, the live stuff is out of control as usual. Uh, I have finished Peaky Blinders. Uh, Don't even... I mean, have you finished Stranger Things? I assume yeah, you finished yeah, Stranger Things. I mean, we've got finished there. Yeah. so much to talk about, and yet we're not going to talk about any of that. Let me tell you about Peaky Blinders real quick. I went great. I'm so excited. I finished Stranger Things. I'm going to start there. Why is this all so familiar to me? It took me three episodes. Well, into the third episode <laughs> to go, because I've watched season five, I think, twice already. How did I end like? You know, they continue <laughs> watching on Netflix and we went to season yeah. five instead. I go, I watched all of these. So I'm one episode into Peaky Blinders. Um, Tommy Shelby still the coolest son of a bitch in television history. There's there's no TV. Man, character. Are you in for a ride, especially after Stranger Things and then pivoting to 
Oh, it's so that. hard. It was. It's so hard, <laughs> even just from like accents and what have you. But, right, right. Anyways, yeah, we're not going to talk about that because no. we have a guest today, and that means we have some products to talk about, and we have a draft. This could get real golf, golf nerdy this episode, and that's all right because we don't do that too often on the show. And it, it really deep down, I'm I'm pretty golf nerdy. Um, it's true. We do. We have one of my favorites of all time, pre driving range heroes even. Um, era for me chris koski of adele golf will be joining us to discuss um some new stuff from adele the brand maybe you don't know a lot about them which is fine you know they're sort of boutique uh get them on your radar get to know the man a little bit and talk about the new stuff they have going on and yes of course the draft i'm very nice excited job for uh, getting his last name right this time shut up you son of a bitch <laughs> yeah, if, if i'm assuming this is well i don't know this will come out before the what's in the box we did. That's true. That's for the true. New product. I get spoilers. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, I'll just save it. Stay for that. tuned for Bill Bush just oh, destroying Chris Koski's last name. And <laughs> you'll see in that video, like the further detail, how bad it is. It's brutal. I anyway, should we bring him in and just start the, the show? Yeah, bring, bring him in. Bring him into right. the show. All right. Welcome to the show, Chris. <laughs> Thank you for being here. It's like it's like you have to just imagine recording this. Like pretend he actually did just enter. Like oh, he just showed up and walked on stage. Now he has not been here the whole time. Right, right. I wish your guys' sets look pretty fun. To be honest, my I'm in a closet. This is a like four by eight space. <laughs> it's it kind of like it really i didn't thought i never thought about that but that is kind of the size of our closet in our master bedroom mm-hmm. it's about it yeah i look like i might be interrogating somebody in the dark here so. <laughs> <laughs> <Fully> aware. <laughs> this looks like he's in trouble <laughs> yeah blink, blink three times <laughs> all right anyways uh we've got you here on the show because um edel golf has come out with a new iron and bill you you know more about it than i do um we both have a seven iron here in our hands right um Mm -hmm. with these interesting things and we'll talk about those now bill you played kind of you played the wedge version yeah of these right in fact uh you you remember yeah you remember the first time you used your adele wedge sms wedge first time swinging one of them you, and we've said the story here and I, Chris, Chris Koski has heard it before numerous times because I'm like, this is why I'm so good to do Adele uh, stuff because look at, I'm such a great, uh, you know, just fanboy of it. Yeah. First time ever using it was golfing with you. I might've mm-hmm. been even first dish round of the year kind of stuff. I think it was. Yeah. And I go, Oh, a little fluffy shot near the green. Let me try my new 60 degree, uh, I think I have a C grind in that wedge. <clears throat> Let me just try it. Holes out for birdie. No problem with that yeah. thing. And I said, well, this guy's going in the bag. And it did. It <laughs> stayed in the bag all season. And, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm, I swear to God, I'm not pandering. It is taking me a little <laughs> bit to um, adjust to uh, alternative to it because, you know, I, I use a living day. I was never a big 60 degree player. It was like a desperation club. And I leaned on that thing so much last season. And to the point where I started using a lob wedge for more full shots because it was just so good. So, yeah, yeah. I can vouch for that, too. That, that was your go-to wedge. That was the wedge you were pulling more often than, than not. Out of the sand, everything was so yeah. perfect. So yeah. perfect. Such a right. good wedge. Nice. 
but yeah, so I am familiar with it and it's exciting because a lot of the new technology, oh God, that was so like, um, sales pitchy brand guy and it's exciting <laughs> because, uh, but no, it is, it's interesting to see the same, it was sort of, it was sort of one of those things like, um, this whole SMS waiting concept, like, oh, okay, let's see when the golf season starts and try it out. This is some snake oil you're selling me here, Koski. And, uh, you know, holy shit, it works. It was it was the real deal. So I'm excited to see what it's like in an iron. Yeah, yeah I so, mean, so Chris, talk about the technology. Response. Yeah, we, we get a lot of that response with this because everyone thinks that every innovation in golf has been done before. It's been made before. And people tend not to believe things when they see big performance jumps. Um, I understand. I'm as pessimistic as, as the next guy. Um, but when when we started testing these irons and moving weights around, we saw some funky things in the data. And uh, if you go on AdeleGolf.com, check out the irons page, you can really dig into that. Uh, this wasn't one of those things where we're going to make one claim and, and just put it out there. And we tested it at one swing speed and everyone gets, you know, eight yards. Uh, we tested against people's gamers and let them try their gamers versus ours with the weights in all three positions and just said, we trust it. And actually one of the unique things about it, um, you know, I, I don't live near our headquarters, uh, which is in Liberty Hill, Texas. Um, for me to do the testing, I had to go to a customer. Um, and so when we did that testing, we did it with one of our biggest customers and, and looking back, man, that might've been a pretty big risk, um, going in there and saying, Hey, let's just look at the data. And we put our iron up against gamers that were employees, there, guests that we brought in and, and our iron outperformed in distance and ball speed and accuracy. And, and we even saw swing speed gains when people got the weight in the right position. And, uh, and that was pretty phenomenal thing. And, uh, uh, we're able to explain it. Um, there's some historical products that have been launched where we saw that happen, but incredibly unique performance out of this thing. Well, wait, so here's the question I have. I'm looking at this. It makes sense to me from uh, really probably up to about the seven iron, but um, you start getting into your, your scoring irons, your short irons, right? Um it, does it start getting a little wedgy from here on in and start getting, you know, I could see that being a little, a little close to the, the wedges. I don't, I don't know if I'm asking that well, and I might be asking this as a longtime Adele wedge loyalist, mm-hmm. but um, it's hard to look at this and then think of it in a pitching wedge. So what, what is it like in the shorter clubs? Is that, does that make sense? Is that a reasonable question? I don't even know. <laughs> difficult one to answer i mean it looks like a pitching wedge with 45 (laughs) degrees of loft on it um not to have too much snark in my answer um i'll bring all the snark i'm used to this (laughs) this other guy in the show here (laughs) now uh you know when we looked down at it we kept the top line thickness uh the same uh from four iron down to pitching wedge uh we graduated the offset uh you know a little bit here and there but um, you know, one of the things that we did, because I hate golf website pictures, um, absolutely hate them. And so we we added a few more pictures to our website than most. So you can look at the four, the seven and the pitching wedge at address, at face angle uh, and then uh, a toe on look as well. So you so people can see all those angles. It's, it's just always been a pet peeve to me that when you go on a site, typically you see a seven iron rendering and that's it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Okay, so we're we're talking golf website pictures, like people selling the golf clubs with their product images, not maybe independent blogs <laughs> who just like taking pictures of golf gear. <laughs> right well, we, we've got some fancy pictures as well but no we, we just try to give a little bit more uh to people so they can see it you know we we haven't lost a ton of irons historically adele's famous for for single length irons that that david yeah. our founder built for bryson when he was a young kid um and so yeah, you know, funny story. Actually, I'm just going to go off on a little tangent here. When we were coming up with the the name for these irons, uh, there was somebody internally who said, "What if we called them the VLS irons?" Um, and I said, "Well, what's what's that stand for?" He said, "The Variable Length System." Um, <laughs> and I had to pause for a minute because I, I said, "Well, isn't that just an iron? Like everyone else just sells variable length irons." We were. Yeah internally so focused on single length for so long um, that it was almost a foreign thing to have uh, what I call normal irons. <laughs> right. That's a, that right. is called an iron. Thank right. you. Right. Right. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. But so, yeah. And then uh, that's a, are you just, I, this is a dumb question. I should know this. It's not like I haven't had the material sent to me, but uh, are we just calling them the SMS irons? Yeah, I call them the SMS irons, and we, we played around putting some other monikers on there, and, you know, it, it's funny. Um, when you when you cruise through a golf store nowadays, everything is named, uh, literally everything on the club, and it's, like, lasered on the face or on the hosel, and, and we we didn't want to do that. We, we wanted to kind of like the simplicity of it. We, we didn't want to put a bunch of crap all over the iron. Uh, so you'll see that it, you know, it has our logo. Uh, it says Adele. Um, it says Forged, and it says SMS, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so SMS stands for Swing Match System, and really the entire heritage of our company is about fitting uh, with no outliers. And <laughs> to do that, we we did it with adjustability this time around, and uh, I think that's going to be a continued trend for us and for the market as well. So explain that a little bit, fitting yeah. with no outliers. So um, I, I feel like, you know, there's certain things that come up in common uh, golf nerd discussion, like CG and MOI. That's sort of the big one we cover a lot on this show is, I mean, borderline inside ongoing joke at this point. Um, <laughs> but I think it's like I have this idea that I've been brewing about creating like the definitive fitting episode with Chris at production note. We got to talk about, um, good to know, but yeah, it, it's, it's been brewing. <laughs> I just haven't been ready to get it out. Um, but so what, is, what does that mean to the average person? Like, Oh, okay. I mean, I, man, this guy, Chris Koski came on the show and this is really interesting. I want to check out those irons why do I care about no outlier uh, fitting and what have you? Like what, what does that mean to the lay person in golf? Um, Simply put, every swing is different. Uh, If you sit at a driving range um, and you watch all the people hitting golf clubs, whatever club it may be, uh, every body type is different. Uh, physical abilities are different. Uh, the way their arms bend, the way their knees bend, the way they swing the golf club is just different. And uh, typically what golf companies will do is they may have 15 irons in their lineup. 
to try and accommodate for every single one of those. Um, but they're still going to potentially have outliers if they're not paying attention to where the CG is weighted in relation to heel to toe. Uh, and so, you know, as we approach that, we feel that with some adjustability, we can put three irons in one. Now, this isn't going to cover the gamut of all golfers, uh, but by moving that weight, you know, we can fine tune the club to the swing type of that golfer. And uh, it, it's, it's pretty impressive the changes that, that we see there and how some people have, um, we, we, we call it a, it's almost like a, a vomit reaction um, when it's in the wrong place. And we were testing the wedges originally with Heath Slocum and uh, we moved the weight to the toe and, and he got to his transition and you see just kind of like this weird move and he shanks the ball. And uh, he looks at David and is like, pro, what just happened? I haven't shanked a ball in 15 years. <laughs> and um, so we move the weight to the heel and all of a sudden he's just flushing it. And it works with his swing because uh, in biomechanic terms, he's a little bit more of a cover golfer, but he's just a little steeper. And so, you know, that face closure rate works for him. Um, and, and so just the ability to fine tune that is just different than anything else out there and, and the performance is really spoken for itself so explain that as uh we talk about moving the weights around so that's a big thing right there yeah we kind of skipped over that like so there's there's three weights on the back right. of the club that you can actually take out and and replace or move around or whatever right that's the right yeah. Yeah. So in the fitting process, uh, and, and we always recommend going to a fitter, um, they're professionals. They've got incredible diagnostic equipment these days. Um, but we just recommend, uh, hitting the club three to five times with the weight in each position. So we've got three weights in the back, uh, two, two grams and one, eight gram, uh, as you can see there, uh, the one with the red ring on it is the heaviest weight. Uh, and so we recommend just moving that around and seeing where your best performance is. And uh, it was really interesting. We were we were testing with a college player yesterday, um, big kid, all-state wrestler who just happened to be better at golf. I think he's just good at everything he does. <laughs> um, but when the weight was in the center, uh, he was having really good numbers. In the toe, really good numbers. And then when we look at it in the heel, and I was looking at the data this morning – his path went from one degree in to out to five degrees, four degrees, and three degrees in his last three swings out to in. It completely wow. changed his swing. Watching watching a scratch to plus player who's the number three guy on his college team, um, watching a path change that much with that little of a weight change, and then watching his response saying, God, I just feel like I'm fighting this thing. <laughs> Yet when the weight was in the toe – uh, he was swinging at three miles per hour faster than his gamer. It was, uh, it, it's just, and we've seen that so many times. It's just so cool to watch. So yeah, you move the heavyweight around, find the place that it works for you, find the place that it feels good. And typically you see it in the numbers right after that. So I hate to, I feel like this maybe speaks against the right way to do it, but in terms of, I, I could see people watching this and go, and we, we've talked about this a little bit, um, I noticed with the wedges, like, all right, come on, it's sort of snake oil. I don't know if I believe it. How much of a difference is it really going to make? It's just going to have a little different feel. Um, but with the wedges, I haven't hit, I haven't hit the irons yet. But with the wedges, it was like I don't, I didn't even really need to go through a fitting 
per se. I mean, you should, and I think it's really going to help you optimize, get the shaft right, all that stuff. But just moving the weights around yourself, yeah, it was that noticeable how different the club felt and how much. I mean, my it was you could just see it. Your shots were better, or they were not. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that much better. And I, you know, you alluding to the Heath Slocum story and things like that. I very much had a similar experience. Except I'm not an accomplished PGA professional tour <laughs> professional. Um, so I, I guess that's a testament to it. It was that noticeable of a difference for me. And I'm just you know some schlub that records a YouTube show with Chris every week. Um, My favorite I, schlub. Thanks, man. Wow, God, you said first nice thing you said to me in a month. I love it. <laughs> You're a tremendous love. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I is so I imagine to be something like that with the irons too, where you, you go and start even just on the driving range, start swapping them around, and you something's just going to feel right. I would yeah. believe. No, it, it's it's funny. I went out and visited a, a guy at Colorado Golf Club. His name Stan Sayers. He was one of the original fitters for Adele. Um, and now he does a lot of instruction and I was showing him the iron for the first time and he got so excited. He just started walking up and down the range, uh, showing it to everybody. And he's like, Chris, change the weight, Chris, change the weight. And so I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm sitting there changing weights as fast as I could to let these guys experience it and hit it. And, um, Funny part of that story is, is take your daughter to work day and I take her to a driving range at Colorado Golf Club. Um, she was getting fed up a little bit, but we, we let about 10 guys try the iron and yeah, they're changing the weights and they're seeing it immediately and they, they find the spot that they like really fast, which is fun to see. So we, uh, you know, part of this is me pretending we haven't talked about a lot of this stuff already. So um, one of the things that's caught my attention with this thing is the soul, the soul grind. And it's worth noting, um, going way back into the original wedges pre SMS era. Um, Adele was sort of known for super unique grinds and especially on their soul in the soul grinds. And, um, the new wedges came out did much different than the original souls, but still super unique. There's not really anything like them in, in the biz that I'm aware of. And uh, if you're aware of something similar, maybe leave a comment down here. You won't, there isn't one, um, <laughs> but looking at the iron, same thing. It's I, I haven't seen too many, too many souls on an iron like this. And um, tell me about it. What, what's worth noting in this unique soul grind on this, here at sms iron yeah i mean really what it comes down to is just trying to make better turf interaction anytime that we have the soul and uh or, or different variations of geometry on the soul and with this one specifically because it's a hollow body iron because we had to kind of build in the structure to hold those weights it, it made the soul a little bit uh, wider um and that's good for some players, but not for a wide variety. So just taking a little uh, what we call trail relief off there on that back edge, uh, trimming that down, uh, it gives uh, the effect of playing with a slightly sl uh, thinner sole iron uh, so it slides through the dirt a little bit better. Um, and, and really, that's that's kind of the main piece of it. Okay. And we're, we're putting these in the player's distance category, right? That's right. You know, it was interesting when we were coming out with the iron, uh, we had a lot of debates. Where do we start? Do we do a blade iron? Well, that market's tiny. Um, <laughs> do we go straight to like a 
pro version or a super game improvement version and, and the players distance category uh, when you really look at the numbers nowadays, uh, has really spanned across a wider subset of golfers. So from scratch to maybe 20 handicaps, uh, even beyond that in some cases. Um, but they just got so much playability because of the, the construction of the iron. You know, people can get distance out of them. Um, we fix sound issues with it. You know, a lot of people tell us it sounds like a forged iron. Uh, I actually did a video recently where I said forged ish and my engineer just crushed me. He's like, there's, there's no such thing as forged ish. Um, I said, yeah, well, I guess I could have just said forged, but it, it doesn't feel like a hollow body iron where they tend to get clicky or clacky. Um, and so they just appeal to it, just a, a much wider array of golfers. It's, uh, it's fun developing products like that. And do you remember when the first hollow body iron started coming out? God, that has to be, six seven years ago now yeah, i should I say so. the first like modern ones and how they mm-hmm. i i still don't know what because they were injecting them but they just all sounded like fairway woods yeah it was the worst <laughs> yeah especially high on the face it sounded like you're hitting a trash can almost yeah right <laughs> and you're going oh great these you know these irons i just bought for thirteen hundred dollars or whatever uh i think it just caved in half the half the body nope it just sounds that bad Great. Yeah. Well, and it, it's funny. We, uh, we've cut a lot of irons in half from our competitors to learn what's going on in there. And, um, you know, the foam that's in a lot of them doesn't always fill that whole cavity, uh, that's inside them. Interesting. Uh, people yeah, would be really interested to note that sometimes it's like this crumbly material. Ours is almost like, um, a squishy like my daughter loves these squishy toys right now uh and it, it almost feels like a, a jello almost inside ours um which really helps deaden the sound quite a bit since you brought it up what <laughs> is your daughter's favorite squishy <laughs> anything and everything but it, it's funny i uh i was at the store there the other day and i saw a package of a squishy ball and it was called the cat astronaut. And it was like a cat astronaut squishy. And um, it was the strangest one I saw. She asked for it. I think it would have been her favorite. But there was no chance I was buying the cat astronaut. I'm going to say, I might, have to, I might have to seek that one out just out of principle now. Are, are squishies like uh, modern day beanie babies? Like are adults no, buying these and collecting them? No. Like they have, um, no? Yeah, oh. maybe, but not out of like um, – any sort of value and trade thing it's okay. more like more like in the fidget category like fidget uh, yeah, spinners and stuff yeah okay okay like fidget spinner uh if you remember the old snap bracelets things oh, like for that. Sure. oh yeah, yeah those are back yeah those yeah. are back too oh, yeah, my daughter's like back, oh look yeah. i got one of these i go listen here <laughs> <laughs> listen young blood <laughs> i'll tell you I'll tell Madeline that you want a squishy and I guarantee you she'll pick, she'll hand select one out of her collection for you. Uh, we, we live that on a daily here. Yeah. And Man. they smell, they have like unique smell. There, there is something to Wait, them. They I don't have, know are to... they like, are they like cabbage patch kids? Like they have a smell, like a, a unique, like a specific smell. The cabbage patch kids have like uh this one smells like X. This one smells like Y. Yeah. But they had, yeah, but no, they had like a, like a baby smell to it. Like they have oh. like a, you know, like a baby powder or something smell to it from whatever. Well, you might get like, it's literally like a cheesecake. That is a squishy cheesecake look at the end. It smells oh, like cheesecake. Yeah. Shut or, up. Really? Or okay. this one's yeah. like a bushel of 
grapes are in a bushel, right? Sure. <laughs> bushel of grapes. And like, sure. yeah. mm, it smells like grape. I think there are a bunch. Yeah, grapes come in a bunch. A bunch, know. for sure. A bunch. Bunch. What what exactly would a cat stranaut smell like? Uh, I'm not even going to go after that one. Leave a comment for what a cat stranaut smells like. <laughs> I texted a buddy. I got a buddy who's he's got a, a handful of cats, and I, I texted it to him immediately, and he was – uh, he was all in on it. He he I'm loved right. it. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Like I'm going to look for it. I'll send you a picture when it's done. It's so dark in here. I can't even find my cell phone. I think the kids just disappeared and turned off all the lights. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, man, this the interrogation joke made before. Like it got kind of real over the last twenty right, minutes. Like, or so. I feel like you're sitting across from an FBI agent. Yeah, yeah listen, the, we're the just... sweat light on listen, the heat lamp. We're on just you. here. To- about the new Adele Iron and really trying to help you out. We're not looking. <laughs> we're not looking to get like Guantanamo here. All right, <laughs> right. But Jeez. yeah, okay. So let's circle back real quick and close close the loop on on the new irons. Where can they go? You, I think you had mentioned that they're going to be available to be hit across the country soon. Yeah. So uh, July 21st is our, our part eight product at retail is what we call it um, in the biz. Um, and um, every golf tech door, every club champion door. I was talking to Nick Sherburn, the founder of club champion this morning, a Chicago guy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He'll, he'll have them in every single door for people to try. And then you know, we'll have, I think it's about a hundred other doors that will have these across the uh, U S Europe uh and then beyond that even so very cool well, I, i'm excited can't wait um i just because he's here we got him trapped um we got to have you back on at some point to talk about the new putters um i feel like it's a it's a new evolution in the brand and um especially for people who like you know know you guys for the the brick era and whatnot um yeah. the new stuff looks really good so that's and people love buying fancy expensive putters so yeah we got it we got to we got to have you back and talk about the putter world stuff and it's plus i feel like going back to i won't name other brands but that's uh that's where our past first cross was uh basically being a raging putter nerd way back in the day so we're gonna yeah. do that yeah that's that's kind of my thing um you know i, I got pretty heavily involved with a, another putter company for quite some time um my wife likes to give me crap i got over 50 putters in the house. Um, oh I, it's, it's pretty sickening actually, but uh, it's a good collection. It's a fun collection. Yeah. I bet how, yours is like, we're how old is, just, is your oldest putter. Oh, uh, I've got a couple with some hickory shafts in oh, there. You do? Okay. So you go way, way back. Yeah. Yeah. I've got actually one of the original odysseys. Um, mm. So before Odyssey's ever had an insert, it was a, a full like, urethane head. They called it Stranomic, uh, and it had two brass weights inside it. It was actually, the design of it was actually a master's project for the two founders of Odyssey. Got one of those. Wow. I got a Pell's three ball uh, that was deemed mm. non-conforming. Uh, one of the reasons he had to sell the, the two ball patent. Um yeah, I got a, I got a bunch of fun stuff. Oh, I remember that. I remember you know the three ball putter in stores and being like, I don't know how you use this thing. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's a big putter. Yeah, it's a big putter. Yeah. I feel yeah. like Bill. Next time I'm going to miss a show, just have Koski come and fill in for me, and you guys can just go because I would. I have nothing to contribute. There's nothing <laughs> to contribute to this conversation. Well, I've got yeah. my one other putter I have in the house is like a Nike putter. 
That's and that was the first putter that I played. You didn't get the green one, did you? It was, no, it can't it's be the, the red one. No, it's not the green one. It's the red one. It's the, All right, that's that's better. Yeah, yeah right. But I, I mean, say, I know it has no value of any of any real sort. But like, it's it's my first. Putter, oh, no, sentimental is very real yeah. with golf gear and yeah. the, like a large reason the personal archive is as big as it is yes like oh i remember a time uh you know i broke 180 that was a set of irons i used <laughs> right. right 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 um and i'll just plug real quick i had the man himself mr adele on golf origin stories yeah. and it was when the wedges were coming out and he talks about the actual origin story of those of the three weight system it's a pretty fun story so i'll put the link in the description i will say it's one of the it. one of the few because you know the whole can't listen yeah it's uncomfortable right. listening to my friend's show right. um i feel like it's important to say because your show is very good and i think very highly of it it's a me friend thing i just, no, i understand you know, um I listened to that episode though, and it was very good. I very, yeah. very much enjoyed it yeah. uh, independently. So check that out. It's Fun very, dude to talk to for sure. Hey, uh, the link or something. Do the do the. I said I said put the link in the description. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I missed it. My bad. Card. Yeah, Let me ask you guys a question. Shoot. How did you guys? How did you guys get together and say I'm gonna I'm gonna do this podcast? And we're gonna talk about golf and other things. I asked Chris. So what do you do? <laughs> That's. The first time I met Bill, this is going to be our origin story. The first time I met Bill, he, he all he said to me was, "What's your deal?" <laughs> that was how he introduced me. Introduced himself to me. What's your deal? And I was like, "I don't know, man." And I stand by that. I stand by that answer. I still don't really know what my deal was, but I was yeah. doing this stuff. I was doing video, and I was doing some writing, uh, but kind of just like whatever I wanted to do, and. Bill just really, I don't think he could sort of. That's uh, not fair. You were in a limbo state, not limbo. That's not maybe the right word, but you, but you were in a trans, a transition state and period as well. And I think it was both sort of like, it's like you had, you were showing signs of the old, I'll say the old era kind of coming into a new thing. And sure. so then I, of course, just had to ask it in a weird way. <laughs> But, but yeah, we were introduced through, uh, I guess, a, technically a former mutual friend, uh, and yeah, mm. at one point, at one point, Bill wanted to do video because um, he was had the website, and I did video, but I didn't really want to run a website, so a friendship was born. Yeah, and really, I still think going. So, what's your deal? It was like the love at first sight moment. We're like, oh, no, I respect this. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you're right, though. I was playing in a bunch of different sandboxes. I, I, I was still doing, like you said, some golf equipment reviewy stuff on video. But then I was also, I was starting to get into golf vlogs and golf course features and things like that, too. So you're right. And then both of us sort of like just being disasters. And here we are. Right. We, right. we oh, enjoy yeah. and embrace it. How often do you guys play golf together? Not nearly enough, Bill. No, not enough. Uh, I would say though we do pre we go in spells. It's like we'll play a lot, maybe for like a month, and then we might not play again for three months, and then up oh, another month hits, and it's like God, we just played six rounds in. That's true. Two weeks. It's it's weird thing, but yeah, it hasn't been enough. Chris invited me to play this week, I but did. I will be um, I will be away in Wisconsin for nationals for my daughter's dance team so i can't wait 
That sounds absolutely riveting. Well, wait, what's, what's, kill, what's the worst in the whole thing is we'll be up at Grand Geneva, which is oh, chock full of yeah. very, very high quality golf. And I was going to say, I would come to you if yeah. you were available. I would come out there. I don't think for a second I wasn't going today. You know, there's only so much time like people are actually dancing. What have I said? Hey, <laughs> Sarah, you're going to sit around anyway. Just take Liam for a little bit and I'm going to go play golf. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I enjoy my life and staying alive. I will just not bring that up. <laughs> I was so almost in Wisconsin last week. Actually, I was in Southeastern Minnesota and um, my wife grew up on a dairy farm out there. And I got a call from the cousin on Thursday night. Said, you want to play in a golf tournament Friday morning? I said, sure. Uh, he said, it's 40 guys. It's called the cheese days. Classic. Um, I mean, not sure who you're yeah, gonna I, mean, I want to be a part of this. <laughs> well, this it's it's pretty bogus actually because they have this town festival. It's called Cheese Days, but they don't have cheese. The creamery closed like 50 years ago. Um, that's so, that so was that's so Wisconsin, by the way. Like, <laughs> oh hey, what, we're known for town? this thing. Yeah. Can you say the town? My daughter went to college in La Crosse. I wonder if it's uh, so. This is it's... just across the border in Elgin, Minnesota, just north of Rochester. Okay. Just okay. north of Rochester. And so uh, I go up, and I'm not sure who I'm going to be paired with. They say $51 gets you uh, the the round, entry to the tournament, and an eight-pack of Bush Light and a bag of ice. <laughs> and a pack of Kraft Singles because it's cheese day. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so they, they pair me up with a guy, and they say, hey, you know, they ask him, hey, do you want to be paired with somebody else, you know, someone more familiar? And he looks at me and goes, Oh, shoot, no. He's got a collared shirt. He must be real deal. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Here's, yeah. here's, what, here's what we're dealing with. So anyway, yeah. we had a two-man scramble. Um, I played out of my mind. We shot 73. We won the thing. Uh, it, it was an absolute blast. Got a new friend out of it, but it's uh, it was almost surreal. Nice. I'm pretty, I'm pretty jealous of that story. Like, <laughs> I want to stumble into Cheese Day in Podunk, Wisconsin. Actually, uh, Avoid, avoid Wisconsin as much as I can. Um, <laughs> I was about to be like, oh, I'm kind of upset. If he goes to Wisconsin, like, hey, we'll make the track up and see him. But I'm like, this guy comes to Chicago and he's like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, too busy. So never mind. Whatever, Koski. I go to <laughs> I go to him in Colorado. He's like, I'm going to be in Minnesota. I'm sorry. I'm too busy. I rarely spend more than 24 hours in Chicago. You know, I've only played golf in Chicago one time. Um, I don't even remember the course name. It was... Yeah, I remember. I'll just say not to I'm not gonna plug other people right now, but yeah, I remember that it was play around with you and some other people. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's the only round I've ever played in the state of Illinois. As a matter of fact, that's the guy who introduced the two of us. Just full circle, right there. there True you story. Go. Wow. True yeah. story. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do should we draft? Do we want to get through, into this draft? Um, all right. So. Uh, Koski, this is how this works. I have a randomizer on my phone. I enter our names and that's the draft order. We do uh, like a snake draft. So it goes one to three, three to one, one to three, three to one. We do four rounds. All right. Okay. Uh, and the draft this time around, uh, suggested by our guest, Chris Koski, uh, is the all-time uh, Taco Bell menu items. I'm so nervous for this draft. And I thought like the movie, the eighties, nineties movie draft with Noonan golf, like that was a very important one. And one I'm like, I 
even if we don't win, so to speak, which we'd never, we don't have winners. It's impossible. Right. Right. But like, um, I felt like, God, all the things I'm not going to get on that. Just even if there's so many good picks. See, and that's really funny because after just the two of you and Chris, you can tell this story if you want, um, about your brush with great Taco Bell greatness uh, on the golf course. But, um, I already just listening to you go, go back and forth in email. I already feel like I'm out of my depth here. Like I don't, and I have a very, uh, I'm like, I, my, my taste in, in Taco Bell food is very fundamental. It's very kind of, I'm like that too. Okay. But All I right. think that's sort of the point. There's just crucial things. <clears throat> that's true. That is and, true. And stuff that may not get mentioned that is criminal, but generally speaking, I'll be honest with you. I don't really like Taco Bell that much, but See, I do love Taco Bell. I haven't had it in years, but I do. I have part of it is one. I just have very, very fond memories. The Taco Bell in our town was the meeting spot to find out where we were going for the night, whose house, whatever. So we were always there. I mean, the 59, what was it? Was it 59, 69, 79 menu? The original menu, just being, you know, as a poor high school kid being like, yeah, I'm getting myself $5 worth of Taco Bell tonight. I'm going to really going to splurge. Like yeah. I had, there's that whole thing, but, uh, that's a throwback. I forgot about the 59, 69, 79 menu. That's, that's a great poll. Oh yeah. I just remember there's one story where me and my best, one of my best friends in high school, um, he, we were quite the pair because I was roughly five foot three as a senior in high school and he was six, seven. Mm-hmm. We went everywhere together. And, uh, and one night we went and spent $20 at Taco Bell between the two of us and just, yeah, I feel, I feel sick. Nuts. Just, yeah, thinking of that. <laughs> right. So, I mean, based on size proportions, did he eat seventeen dollars worth, and you got three dollars worth? Or no, you guys knock it out? no, no. We yeah, we we split it up pretty evenly. I could be like a, yeah. I could be like a tall man back in the day. See, that's how it always works. It's always the little tiny guys that just like they can't grow up or out. Right. And they right. can eat you know seven thousand calories <laughs> for dinner. That's fair. That's about it. All right. So uh, let's get into the randomizer. Um, all right, our guest has uh, the first pick of the draft. I am followed by Chris Koski and Bill. You are the third round or the third pick in the first round, first pick in the second round. So, uh, without further ado, this is any menu item in the history of Taco Bell. Chris Koski, I almost did it. You now. did it. No, you did it. You did <laughs> it. Uh, the uh, the uh, you're on the clock. That's that's how those words got mixed up. I was wanted to say you're on the clock. All right, off you go. I feel like there's always a little color commentary before the pick is made. Um, And so I I will get into the fact that I've always been a Taco Bell fan. It's my road trip food. Um, But the menu is much shortened from from where it used to be. And I don't know if a lot of uh, your viewers and listeners know this, but uh, the golf world has made an impact on Taco Bell and not necessarily in a beneficial way to fans. Um, a gentleman named Mark King, who used to be the CEO of TaylorMade, is now the CEO of Taco Bell, and he's greatly reduced the menu. Um, and I'm sure they're more profitable because of it and all these other things from a supply chain standpoint. But um, I'd say a lot of the things in my keys to victory list here are not on the current <laughs> menu. So with that said, number one menu item of all time for me is the Mexi Melt. Um, mm. if, uh, if you guys don't know what that is, and you want to get a taste of it. I was actually down near Auburn, Alabama recently, and I, I 
was just frozen trying to order. I said, I don't know what to order anymore. I said, I really wish you had the Mexi Melt still. And she says, oh, honey, you can do a cheesy roll-up with tomatoes, onions, and beef. Just add all that. It ended up being like a $3.70 burrito with all the add-ons. <laughs> um, you still can get a Mexi Melt. That's the number one pick in the draft. That's a good pick. That is a good pick. That is a good pick. And it's a good little secret because I feel like Taco Bell, they might be secret menu sort of joint, right? You can still kind of get some of the stuff. Yeah. I can't wait to be like, uh, yeah, same thing. I'm in some random place in America. I'm be like, hang on. I'll <laughs> let we, we're only going to talk about, we know the menu's bad. Let me text somebody the secret menu stuff, but Koski. <laughs> Right. Got to talk about shoot me some secret menu stuff. Got it. Thanks. Right. It All right. My turn. I'm up. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a pretty obvious one, and it's just it, it just started back into the headlines as of as of late, and that is the uh, Mexican pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's with the refried beans in between the two shells. Although oh. no tomatoes, I'll go no tomatoes on that. But Mexican pizza for sure. That was always my dad's go-to, and I'd be like, you know, as a little kid, I'd be like, oh, gross. Why aren't you just getting, like, a plain soft taco or something? But, man, talk about coming to appreciate something as you get older. What a gem. Yeah. I mean, didn't they, like, they brought it back, and it sold out in, like, you know, whatever, five hours or something. People just mashed them. They had a pre-sale. They, like, for the first (laughs) – for the first two days, if you were like a member on their app or something, you were able to get it. But if you didn't have that, you couldn't get it until two days later. I've, I've never seen a fast wow. food item drop like that. Phenomenal marketing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. William Bush. Floor so is yours. I, oh, God. I have, I have one that I don't think is going to get taken, so I'm going to save it. I, yeah. I am, I'm worried about that because you guys – I don't know, man. Well, and I don't know how popular it was even then, but I it just hit some sort of sweet spot for me. But so we'll get to it. Um, it's like if I pick one of these, I'm go. Well, wait, I'm snaking right now, so I can. Yeah, take you, both got of them. you got two picks. Yeah, you got two picks. Yeah. Number one, <laughs> number one, cinnamon twist. Oh, that's a see, wow. it's on my list, but that's a reach. I think that's wow. a reach for your number one pick in the no. draft. No matter what, no matter that's what. That's your banana. That's your banana. You're always. No, here's, no <laughs> listen, here's why. Everybody loves it. Even people who don't like Taco Bell love it. And when you're like, if you do go through a spell, you're like, ah, I just can't do Taco Bell or whatever. You can always do the cinnamon twist. <laughs> yeah, always do it. Cinnamon twist. It's like a, a sweet pork rind almost to me. Here's the one thing I'll tell you. They are not as good as when we were kids. Really? They're like, yeah, they've like definitely planed up quite a bit they're not as sweet as they oh, used to be that's a they, they, let me put it this way they didn't get like more cinnamony in its place it's just more bland and just yeah, less like, cinnamon like yeah. um uh you know like uh the like the puffs you give your kids right like your yeah. three-year-old kid oh yeah 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 so there's got to be like a tiktok video out there of someone like recreating the original right cinnamon and then twist, right? and then like in the you know they, they have those like weird uh i still the, like tp pyramid like bags um (laughs) and there'd always be the like collection of this cinnamon sugar dust in the bottom corner like so that's i mean yeah they play for everybody and it's just classic staple man that is an early pick though just that's an early pick 
Well, that's an early pick. Then I'm not wearing. I'm I'm swapping some stuff around. And <laughs> not going with what I was going to go number two. Um, I'm going to go. I'll, I'll go with a food item here: the enchirito. Oh, you son of a bitch! Yeah, you remember that? <laughs> the enchirito was so gross. Wait, so what's what is perfect. an enchirito? That's not even on my list. I don't know what I, an enchirito I is. I still to this day, I don't even know how to explain <laughs> the thing. It's like you have to Google it to look at it. It, just, it came in like the little black plastic tray because they put yeah. so much sauce in. Oh, it's cold. like an enchilada kind of, but like a like but a little like, like a baby uh, enchilada. Yeah. yeah, but like a hard burrito kind of thing. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, and they put you know like it's just drenched in this sauce and quote-unquote cheese on top of it but god it was <laughs> so good so i and i mean it's not on the menu anymore and it's a criminal thing but the enchirito man that was so, my favorite taco bell food so i had a third round grade on the enchirito um <laughs> but it, it reminds me of the mcrib at mcdonald's and i feel like it should be brought back every two years or something yeah i that's that's a great perspective Disappointment. <laughs> all right, no, now I'm up. See, my hey, list is all out of whack now. I'm not. I don't know where you guys are going. Uh, and I really. All right, I'm gonna go. Chalupa, for my second. It's pick. a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, fried shell. Yeah. Supreme here's, sour cream. Uh, do it up. Some high, with some my, hot sauce on there. Here's my question, and this might be for Koski, and I might be. I might get in trouble for this amongst the draft committee here, but does if he's going chalupa, does that count the double chalupa as well? That's if it's a different menu uh, item, yeah, it doesn't count. I mean, okay. they've had so many different style chalupas yeah. over the year. I think uh, I don't know. I don't want to blow some of the other products out of the water. So I, I think they're all different enough. Yeah. Okay. Even though you did name drop, but yeah, we should have prefaced that. So if you, so there's no difference between a Chalupa and a Chalupa Supreme. That's the same. Okay. Okay. But you could go with a totally separate version of that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. God, there's still so many great things on the menu. There's, I, I'm nervous. I'm. <laughs> I, I, right. It's like I almost can't wait for honorable mentions. <laughs> All, All right. right. I, I'll jump in here because. My second favorite item, I don't think you guys are going to pick, so I'm going to save that one. Um, but one that I really liked, another one that's off the menu, is the Nacho Supreme. So yeah. it, uh, yeah. it came in a little box. You yeah. got the cheese, you got the sour cream, the beans, the beef. You put a bunch of fire sauce on it. You just got a lot of different flavors clashing. I, I thought it was just excellent. But again, rest in peace, Nacho Supreme. I don't understand how Nacho Supreme – I mean, I guess I, if Mexican pizza can come off, why can't Nacho Supreme come off? Yeah, like, that was that that was actually I was going back and forth. I thought Nacho Supreme and Nacho's Bel Grande, same. No, the Bel Grande was even bigger, more than that. Really? Okay, some, all right. Well, made right. some chives, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 But that was that was on my list too. No, nah, no, I'm not gonna That's say. Pretty it. Go solid. On. So, if if I'm snaking back right now, yep. Third um, pick of the third pick of the draft. I'll go to my go-to, which was the shredded chicken burrito and uh, shredded chicken cheese and some sort of weird, like creamy green chipotle sauce. I don't even really know what was in there. Um, 
But at, at a buck seventy nine, you can get like three of those suckers and feel really good about yourself. Nice. I give Koski credit nice. in this that he he has the prices <laughs> on everything too, like perfectly down. I mean, shout out to you reminding us of the 59, 69, 79 menu, but he's like, I can tell you exactly what combination of food costs. It's, it's so impressive. I feel like you travel enough too. You could probably give us the tax by state. And you're like, go to Taco Fairly close. You know, it's funny. Okay. Uh, speaking of another fast food restaurant i always enjoyed jack-in-the-box tacos believe it or not oh yeah um, for sure terrible but two for 99 cents i can get six of them for three dollars and 24 cents <laughs> with the eight percent california tax growing up so you know we, we'd go with three dollars and a quarter and get six tacos it was a phenomenal deal didn't jack-in-the-box like early 90s have some sort of like horrible salmonella outbreak and it was around the tacos or what was the jack-in-the-box controversy no 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 nothing nothing i got a good marketing story for you with jack-in-the-box so the guy who was actually jack's voice was the art director at the ad agency it was an ad agency in san diego and uh, eventually, I mean, he, he became known as Jack so much they couldn't fire the agency. Uh, I don't know if that still holds true, but this is for about the last 25 years. That's fascinating. Wow. Those commercials don't get here. So the, for, for those people that haven't seen them, it's just a dude with like a box head, right? It's like uh, a clown box head. A, a big white round head with a little clown hat on it. That's yeah. what it, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, It was crazy down at ISU McEwen. Um because all of a sudden you go down there watching, you know, uh, the Blackhawks, Bulls, whatever, and you would get hit with Sonic commercials before Sonic was up here. Oh, and you'd be yeah. like, what? And all the St. Louis kids would be like, you don't have Sonic? Um, yeah. <laughs> Carl's Jr. and Hardee's was like on its way out, but Carl's Jr. commercials mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, Jack in the Box. And there weren't, if memory serves, there weren't any Jack in the Boxes in Bloomington Normal, but you didn't have to go far south to get to them. So... Yeah, never. I've never had Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box tacos are bomb. So I lived in San Antonio and uh, Fort Worth. So we had Jack in the Box and Whataburger. Uh, that those are pretty consistent. And yeah, we would hit those Jack in the Box tacos. They're like they're like fried tacos. They're kind of yeah. like uh, almost like uh, what's that rolled up Mexican yeah. thing where they dip wow. them like taquitos, like taquitos. But in, in some places, the, the taquitos uh, in San Diego, I went to college in San Diego, they call them rolled tacos. It's the same exact thing. But yeah, like, imagine that, right? Yeah. Burger King, did, Burger King did a version of those tacos, I think, for a while, too, yeah. of the yeah. jack-in-a-box fried taco. Hmm. Also very good, for that matter. Uh, all right. Anyways, my turn. Um, yeah. So I've got the Mexican pizza and the chalupa. Man. You're right. Some, there's going to be some good honorable mentions here. I'm going to go again uh, with the, you know, the Mexican pizza had the the refried beans in between the two shells for the pizza. I'm going to go double decker taco, which was the it's soft shell, you know, wrapped yeah. around the hard shell with the refried beans and then a taco in there. Those things were so good. Absolutely so good. love it. Oh, God, I mean, I can't think of what it reminded me of something. I can picture it, but I can't think of what it was called now. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah, solid pick. Um, oh boy, I got two picks left. Yeah, these right. are are these your last two? Yeah, yeah, the last yeah. Two. yeah. I'm trying to decide if I want to go uh, 
deep track or you know you gotta you gotta hit hit the greatest hits um <laughs> i'm gonna go with the cheesy gordita crunch yeah that was strong fourth round pick for me yep i, very, I mean very good I'll, pick. I'll be honest i just sort of did the blind like you just gotta pick one i <laughs> could have picked a million and this one this one is a sentiment this is now chris this is my banana all right, this is my banana. Koski has no idea what yes, that I, reference is. We but did, we did the first time we did. We just did a. It was like the birth. It was like the origin of drafts because I had mentioned I'd gone to an island for vacation or something, and I asked um, what your number one pick of fruit was, and Bill went yeah, banana, yeah, and that was would. like that's a reach, like. Of all the fruit, you pineapple, strawberry, watermelon, mm-hmm. you're gonna go banana, but a lot of bananas. Banana. Yeah, uh, but he said it's a very sentimental. It got him. It got. What was your line about the banana? It got it got you through a lot of tough times. And <laughs> it, it did. a lot of hockey games, man. A lot of hockey games. Right. A lot right. of uh, you know rough next days. Let's just say right. Uh, right. Banana thick and thin. So fine. If I'm not winning the championship that year, at least the banana me. <laughs> I had a great time doing it. All right. All right. So, so what's your sentimental banana? third round pick? The Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Oh, I was going to ask if that was going to be part of it. Yeah, I could see you. I could see you really, really appreciating that because you love those super caffeiny, sugary drinks. Yeah. I, do. I admit it's, it's, a, it's something I miss in my previous life. I'll just say that. But yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the Baja Blast is a hit. Um, it's. <laughs> I I could have picked your that. Your draft is crazy. Your draft is drunk, Midwest. Bill. For real, it's a, it's a full meal. <laughs> I like I got the guy talking <laughs> six tacos at Jack in the Box, telling me like, "Oh, it's a full." Oh, geez, like he's oh, God, it's the best. It's he the best. Tell me every Taco Bell menu item for the last thirty-five years and what they combine to in total price, <laughs> <laughs> and he's judging me. Yeah, he's the he's the subject matter expert here. You should listen to him. He knows what he's doing. Well, so if anything, I think he'd at least go. I respect it. I seriously respect the Baja Blast, but as we stated earlier, the twists were a bit of a reach. Yeah, you got the twists. What was your second pick? Uh, Enchirito. Oh, you had the Enchirito going for you, but otherwise, and the cheesy gordita crunch. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, so that's it. Then you're done, right? That's four picks. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Uh, so and I kind of my- want—I kind of do want everything on my on my draft board, like right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um. All right. So I'm I'm torn between. There's a lot of this would be my last pick, so this will be a sentimental pick. And I I will tell you, I'm not going to pick it. I don't think I don't think Koski will either. But I will say, like, I love the soft taco. Soft taco supreme, man. Just yeah, just the straight up, yeah, for sure. Just I really, really do love that. But I'm going to go, and I think this may be what Bill was talking about. Um, I'm going to go cheesy Fiesta potatoes. No, for my fourth pick, for my last pick, was on my list. Yeah, I love the cheesy Fiesta potatoes. That's strong. I don't. I think I've had that once, and that was about it. With some, yeah, um, you get the with some cheese on there, and then you get a little sour cream and some spicy sauce and the the fire sauce. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a good little snack. It's good little, cha- good little chaser. 
I did have like a breakfast thing there once that had potatoes in it, but I, I never really had too much breakfast to talk about. You guys I was going to say, no, I, I was going to save it, it for post draft. Yeah. Um, notice none of us are adding any of the breakfast items in. When I was ver- verifying some menu when, just in case we weren't allowed to do something, I saw a lot of things about breakfast items and I was like, I've never had any of these. And I yeah. don't care. And I, I've heard good things. I just, I don't need to. I don't need to bother. <laughs> First, you have the whole McDonald's breakfast menu. You have the Chris Sandwich over there, at, over there at Burger King. Over there by the Burger King. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got agree. Well, I don't want to. I'm not going to. We're going to do breakfast, I'm sure, sometime. Yeah, I'm not but you, gonna, got, you have Dunkin' Donuts. Like, there's. I don't need Taco Bell breakfast. I don't need it. Nah. Yeah. I, I love breakfast burritos down in, in the Austin area where our headquarters is. Breakfast tacos are the big thing in Texas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Man, I've had some really good breakfast tacos down there, but um, yeah, Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix too. They do, they do some really good, like Glen, the Glendale area. They've got some really great uh, yeah. breakfast burrito joints for sure. All right, close All right. it out, Chris Koski. What last is the last pick, pick of the twenty twenty two Taco tough. Bell menu draft? This one's tough, and I've got some heart for it, but. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't be the last thing I ordered if it was like my last meal, but I always really enjoyed the pintos and cheese. Um, they give you a little bowl of beans with enchorito sauce on it with cheese and sour cream, and it was just phenomenal. Oh, interesting. It's um, like a crossover. They use the same cheese as the other menu item. Yeah, and the, the sauce. It, it got that yeah. little bit of a spicy enchilada sauce in there, and it just uh, – it made – you know, rather bland refried beans taste really good. And I'd always ask for extra sauce if I could get it. I had some friends that worked at a Taco Bell when I was in high school. So we uh, we went pretty nuts on the menu from time to time. And now this is all making sense. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I love in, in my DRH notebook, like just flipping back through the pages and that the drafts are like immortalized in here and yeah. scratch notes and everything. Like it, like this was serious business. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Uh, All right. You so, I, I don't have the uh, heart to stick with it. So I, I, I don't, no. I don't make anybody deal with me doing fantasy football anymore. Oh yeah. I still, like, I still play. I didn't play last year. I was usually I'm in like two or three leagues last year. I was just in one league and it felt good to just be a one leaguer. So yeah, I, I usually put together a, a three ring binder and um, <laughs> the first four pages of paper are like maybe actual research. And then I'll just put a bunch of filler in. I actually I poked three, you know, three holes in about 50 sheets of paper. So it looks like I did a lot of research <laughs> and then I'll, I'll redesign a cover page every year. And usually it has something to do with Bill Walsh and keys to victory. And uh, that's so awesome. People that's think like- I take it really serious, but it's, you yeah. know, just try and trick him a little intimidation. I was, I, was ju- I was judging for a minute, like, oh, of course, he's a guy that takes fantasy football super serious, but no, that's a that's a great move. I love that. That is a good move. I might have to steal <laughs> right, so, that. I might have to steal that. So, Chris you know, Cosby. Uh, oh, go ahead. When Home Depot first opened, um, and actually, I talked to Arthur Blank, who's the founder of Home Depot, about this. They didn't have money to, to fill the whole store. Um, and so they put a bunch of empty cardboard boxes up in the rafters so it looked like they had a ton <laughs> of inventory. And uh, it, it made people feel like they were going into this hardware superstore. I mean, yeah. he basically, he, he used my keys to victory trade. <laughs> that was, I'll tell you what, that example was just, 
getting a business management degree in school. Like it's like every class, like, hang on, let me tell you this Home Depot story. Like, can I stop you if I've heard this one before, please? <laughs> but and it is genius, but you just, For sure. it's like from that first, you know, business 101 class all the way through every yeah. teacher thinks they're giving you this, like, let me tell you about this thing. And you're like, Oh, okay. You got That's me this exactly time. Right. <laughs> All right, so Chris Kosky went with the Mexi Melt Nacho Supreme, the Shredded Chicken Burrito, Pintos and Cheese. Yeah. Chris McEwen, you went with the Mexican Pizza, the Chalupa, the Double Decker Taco, and the Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes. Man, I'm really happy. I'm really happy with my roster. Yeah, yeah tell you. guys, these are all great as far as I'm concerned. And to, like, I would love nothing more than three of us get together and have all of this. Oh my God, that'd be the best. Be the best. Oh, and then exactly. I, you'd still I be did. hungry when you got done, Bill, because you don't, you have like one food. Oh, no way, dude. You, <laughs> you have, dude, you just have a small Baja blast. You're going to be like, hang on, I got enough acid going in here that I don't need anything else. But yeah, so I went uh, and I went Cinetwist. Uh, the Anchorito, Cheesy Gordita Crunch, and Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Honorable right. mentions. You know what? We brought it up a few times, but I think given how great and really culturally significant they are, they could have stood as standalone items. The mild sauce and fire sauce. Each one of them. If you said, I'm Man, going fire sauce, I would have respected that for a pick. You know, the fire sauce, when that came out, that was, you're right. That was a game changer for sure. I have... A phenomenal Taco Bell story for you. I, I completely forgot about it until you just mentioned that. So uh, Jason Finley, Luke Williams, two of my best friends in life, both work at Callaway. We were out to lunch one time and, and we look at this guy and he's sitting at the table alone at Taco Bell and he lines up 10 different hot sauces just in front of him, like perfectly in a line. And, um, and then he's got two tacos to his left and he's got those unwrapped. And he starts ripping the top off of each of the hot sauces and just sucking them down one after another. <laughs> and he goes down the whole line, just sucks them down, sucks them down. And then all of a sudden he starts eating the tacos first. Like he had to get that hot sauce in and then mix it all up. I, it was, wow. I don't know. OCD. I don't know what it was. It was one of the strangest things I'd ever seen at a restaurant. <laughs> just sitting across him and watching it going, I have nothing to say. Just sucking them down. I mean, yeah. It was amazing. It was That's like crazy. <laughs> I say, Chris, God, I feel like a future video coming up where we hit a Taco Bell and we're, we just go, Hey, remember that thing Koski told us about? We're trying Let's it. We're going to try it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Quick, give me a Baja blast. It hurts. Yeah. How about the, yeah. <laughs> how about the, uh, the crunch wrap? Any fans yep. of the crunch wrap? I love a crunch wrap. I had man. crunch wrap supreme on here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what was also great? Not mentioned the taco salad from Taco Bell delightful never had it but i'll take the word for it how how does no one say nachos bel grande well i didn't i wanted to go nachos bel grande but i kind of i name dropped it so i left it off the list but nachos bel grande was my like third pick my third was a mention yeah and the one the reason i didn't go there was pure price uh you know a lot of the value wasn't there it's fair fair nacho supreme was like 99 cents at the time and the Bel Grande, I think, was like two twenty nine, and it wasn't that much bigger. So <laughs> the for the matter. tomatoes and chives, or whatever it was, like, yeah. Sure. The, the price, the price memorization to me is like 
hey, I, man, Chris Kosky, the guy who was with Callaway and Odyssey and did so much, and the guy who's now with Adele Goff and doing so much. And, but Rain Man of Taco Bell Business. <laughs> <laughs> That's the takeaway. Oh, this like, yeah. is so good. It's so this going to be in the WRX forums. So I got one other. We used to, and I, I won't claim that I stole, but I might have taken one or two. We used to take the trays out of Taco Bell. And my buddy, growing up, he had an old VW bug. And uh, we'd grab onto his taillights and skate on the trays around the parking lot. It was <laughs> intense. We once, uh, speaking of high school stories out of Taco Bell, um, we once moved my buddy's Ford Escort. Uh, without the keys like we had like a bunch of football players just pick it up at the taco bell and then put it on the curb so they couldn't get off the curb (laughs) and then we and taco bell is a frighteningly uh like key part of so many people's lives and stories like this i just like so here's one that i have um (laughs) <laughs> we had a hockey game uh in geneva in high school and there was a tournament there so our game was at like you know 9 15 at night or something high school game friday night and um i was like all right cool have my game and then i was gonna hang out with my girlfriend after and there was this tournament during the day that one of the games went into i think six overtimes for the Gosh. tournament so we didn't end up going on for our game till twelve uh, twenty five at night. So um, game finishes. Tell my parents, I'm like, yeah, because uh, a couple of my buddies were I'm like, I'm going to Taco Bell with these guys, and then I'll come home. And they're like, Yep, okay, cool. I didn't. Instead, I went to my girlfriend's house <laughs> and just like you know said hi because she's like, well, I'm asleep. It's yeah, it's one in the morning. More, it, it's two, three in the morning. Yeah. And um I'm like, all right, you know, cool. See you later. And oh man, same same town as I live in. So it wasn't hard for that to get caught. And my parents were like, Oh, I saw your car there. Like, uh no, I swear we went to Taco Bell. I was just dropping her off like you you weren't. Um, how dare you use Taco Bell as a crutch or as an excuse? Exactly. But man, I leaned into it and right. <laughs> So I said I deserve to get caught. Now, to be fair, said girlfriend is my wife today. So right, right. I feel like it was it was a good investment, right? And Taco Bell, <laughs> Taco Bell is probably key to us being married and having our family. <laughs> she does love Taco Bell too, by the way. Um, <clears throat> what else? I you know because I had the enchilada, I couldn't. I felt like it was sort of cheating and doubling up. But the quesarito, quesarito strong was was a good one. And let's not forget the Doritos Los Tacos. Yep, that was good. That was yep, that was number ten on my list. But yeah, so disgusting, but oh, so great. brutal. But yes, perfect, perfect. Yeah, talk about you should have gone with that and your Mountain Dew, and like really, that's that's it right there. A Doritos Los Tacos, a Mountain Dew Baja Baja Blast, and a Sega Genesis. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember the chili cheese burrito? It wasn't around very long. Yes. Another one that was really saucy with like the enchilada style sauce, a little spice to it. That was good. God, this is, I can't tell if I, this is one of my favorite episodes ever. It's like, I'm going to go to bed feeling sick just talking about it. Right. Oh man. All right, gentlemen. We were driving, driving back from Minnesota. We're just North of Des Moines, Iowa on Saturday, this past Saturday. 
and my kids love McDonald's. So we stop at McDonald's, but I just, I can't do it. And so I, I look on uh, Google and there's a Taco Bell point two miles away. <laughs> and so like, we're on a 13 hour drive. I'm like, I got to get home as fast as possible, but I'm getting Taco Bell. And, and I knew this was coming up. So I had to prepare myself a little um, <laughs> research. Right. And so my wife, I think she got two or three soft tacos, pretty simple order. Somehow we spent $26 <laughs> because of my custom cheesy roll up wannabe Mexi melts. I just, it got out of hand. I, I love to this guy who's like so passionate about the high quality delicacy that is Taco Bell, but McDonald's, he just can't do. You can't do it, man. You Again, do it. six tacos do from Jack in the Box. You can't do <laughs> McDonald's. And don't get me wrong, McDonald's, like they're all so, at the end of the day, I go, wait a minute. These, all these places are so disgusting, but. Some well, of them are worth it. Some of them aren't. That's what it comes down I, to. I eat more Mexican food than anybody you've ever met. And I pretty much guarantee that I'm like a 20 tortilla a week guy. That's pretty um, impressive. It's, it is impressive. I, I don't eat a lot of bread, things like that. Crackers, but tortillas, quesadillas, things like that are good. I've eaten Mexican food in probably close to a dozen countries around the world. Um, <laughs> and so a little pro tip for you and your listeners, if you're going to eat, Mexican food and somewhere it's a little shady, like uh, Malaysia, Hong Kong, something like that. Go fajitas. Fajitas are like the hardest thing to screw up. It's, it's meat and it's vegetables. Right. And uh, I was told when I, I, I spent a week in, I think it was Brownsville, Texas, and the, which is right on the border. Like you can see the fence, right, um, from my hotel. And he, I remember my like host basically because I was working at the school. He's like, make sure you get the warm – Pico de Gallo. Do not get the cold Pico de Gallo because you just, it's not, you're not going to, it's not going to go well for you. Really? Yeah. Not heard of that. Texas has some strange Mexican food though. It's, it's, it's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you just, that's Texas. It's fair. It's just a little different. A little fair. different. A little different. All right, boys. It's been a pleasure and a fun one. Um, I feel like we could do part two and three <clears throat> of this chat. And you know what? We will at some point. I was going to say, yeah, absolutely will. Uh, Chris Kosky, thank you for joining us. It was, it was the best. Go check out Adele's website. Find your nearest uh, fitting location, your club champion, your golf tech, wherever it is you need to go to check it out. It's worth it. The stuff's really good. Um, don't just take it from me. Take it from my 60-degree wedge that will also tell you how good it is. Um, I witnessed, witnessed for that. It's just so good. Um, yeah. That's Chris McEwen. That's Chris Kosky. I'm Bill Bush, JeremyJoes.com. Go follow him at Chris McEwen, uh, at Adele Golf, probably. And uh, I forgot what your personal is. So if you want to plug it. I just put put the full name in there. My guy. He's a legend. He's the best, guys. He's always been, always will be. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to go down below, do all the things. Appreciate it. This has been the Outrage Live Show, sometimes about golf. We'll see you next week. Health insurance with my fly.